Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, here in Atlanta, Georgia, and this is Episode 6. I want to thank all the listeners for subscribing, writing, and reviewing in iTunes and elsewhere, and if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and smash the subscribe button so you'll be notified when a new episode is uploaded, and please help spread the word on social media and elsewhere, as I really appreciate it. Now, on to the show. So as most of you probably already know, Canon jumped into the mirrorless full-frame market at the end of 2018 with their first body, the EOS R. This beautiful body sports a 30.3 megapixel full-frame sensor and Canon's awesome dual-pixel AF system. It is weather-sealed and Canon has already released four lenses, three of which are high-quality L-glass in the RF 50mm 1.2L USM, the RF 28-70 F2L USM, the RF 24-105 F4 LIS USM, and the RF 35mm F1.8 IS STM macro lens. Now all of these lenses make for fantastic images, even the 35mm, although it's not an L lens, and I know that firsthand as I already own that particular lens. Now I know many of you out there are saying, yeah, but Canon dropped the ball with the single SD card slot, no in-body image stabilization, and limited eye detect autofocus. And you'd have valid points. But Canon has already announced that their upcoming firmware dropping sometime soon in 2019 will seriously improve the eye detect autofocus, making it more on par with Sony's. Another thing to keep in mind is that the Canon that Canon did release this telling the world up front that it was their first mirrorless full frame and that it was an entry-level model on par with the 6D Mark II. Unlike Nikon, who claimed that their Z7 was essentially a mirrorless D850, when everyone knows that was a major snow job. I don't want to spend too much time hashing stuff I have said in previous episodes, and that has been beaten to death by others in podcasts and YouTube videos. But now that I have my own EOS R, which arrived this Monday, I can say that I'm very happy with this camera. I know, I know, many of you will be saying you're just a Canon fanboy, and you're entitled to that opinion, but I disagree. Canon does stuff that confounds me, maybe not all the time, but sometimes, and let's face it, it seems like sometimes there's no logic to how they do things. And I'm going to cite an example here. Canon decided with the release of the EOS R to create a new RF mount system for their cameras, which they say will be future-proof and will last them for decades, if not maybe a hundred years, similar to what Nikon said about their Z mount. And I'm sure they're right. But what was the real logical reason for it? Now let me explain before you start screaming at this episode like my fantastic father did when he disagreed with a referee's call during an NFL game, even though the ref clearly could not hear him through the television. Okay, so Nikon came out with the Z-mount to replace their aging and limited F-mount, which they had used since the 1950s. Now they did this for a good reason. The F-mount was only 44 millimeters in diameter, which seriously limited how wide of an aperture they could have in their lenses. With their new 55mm Z-mount, they are saying that they will be able to offer glass at F095, which is 
crazy. Whether or not it works and if it's a good quality piece of glass is, remains to be seen, but that is an insane, insane aperture. Now, Canon, for their part, made the RF mount the same 54 millimeters in diameter as their existing EF and EFS mount lenses. The only difference is the flange distance changed from 44 millimeters to 20. So yeah, they moved the back of the lens closer to the sensor, but other than that, all they did was add four additional contacts for the new mount over the EF mount, so now it's 12 instead of 8. Now, I'm sure that they had to do that to make the new control ring work, and I must admit I do love having that extra ring on my lenses, whether it's native on the RF 35mm that I have or the EF to RF control ring adapter, which I bought with my camera body. Where I really have bones with Canon on this new mount is in the insanely higher prices they are charging for their L lenses in the new RF mount. The Canon EF 50mm 1.2L USM lens, brand new, runs right around $1,300, and it is a fantastic lens. I got mine slightly used for $900, and I absolutely love it. But the new RF 50mm 1.2L USM runs a whopping $2,300, or $1,000 more money than their current 50mm 1.2L. I know plenty of folks who love the original 50mm L say that the new RF version is even more amazing. But is the shorter flange distance and the addition of a control ring enough to warrant an extra $1,000? Not in my opinion, that's for sure. And it gets even worse. The existing medium telephoto L lens has always been the EF 24-70mm f2.8 L. And the Mark II version, which is the newest iteration of that lens, currently costs $1,700. And it is a fantastic lens for videos and stills. But the new RF 28-70mm is an f2 L USM lens. And that lens clocks in at $3,000 or $1,300 more for a 0.8 wider aperture and yet a narrower lens by 4 millimeters on the widest end. On top of that, if you want some real confusion in Canon's logic on their pricing for these new RF lenses, here's another point that blows my mind. Canon already had a great EF 35mm F2 IS lens that cost $399. They have now released the previously mentioned RF 35mm F1.8 IS STM macro lens, but wait for it, the same price of $399. So yes, you're only getting 0.2 wider aperture, so it's pretty close to the, the existing lens that was on the market. Now, again, this the EF 35mm isn't one of Canon's top-of-the-line lenses. It's a silver band lens, which a lot of people say are their lowest quality lenses, although Canon does have a handful of their silver band lenses that just make amazing photos. And this one, and the 35mm uh, F2 IS is one of those. Now, the other thing to look at when I'm talking about the whole pricing model is Canon released as the kit lens for the EOS R, the optional kit lens that you could get as a bundle, 
a 24 to 105 millimeter F4LIS. That's the kit lens under the EF mount that you would frequently get with cameras like say the 5D Mark IV or the 6D II and I think you could even do it as a bundle option with the 1DX Mark II. Uh, and most of these bodies you can go with one or two or three different kit lens configurations depending on how much money you want to spend for the combination package. But that lens by itself, now I'm talking the RF 24, 24 to 105mm F4L sells for $1,100 brand new and the EF 24 to 105 F4 IS USM Mark II sells for the exact same $1,100 price. So as a Canon shooter, I'm sitting back and reading the pricing online when the EOS R and its first four lenses were announced and I'm scratching my head until it bleeds. I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, so you made the 50 millimeter L pretty much the same, but you charge an extra thousand dollars for a shoulder flange and a control ring. You make the 28 to 70 L four millimeters narrower with only 0.8 wider on the aperture and a control ring for an extra $1,300. But the 35 millimeter and the 24 to 105 both sell for the exact same price as their EF counterparts. And I'm thinking, okay, who was smoking some really good crap at Canon when they came up with this pricing model? I mean, if you're going to do that with the 50mm and the 28 to 70 then at least reward your loyal customers and tell them, hey, we appreciate your loyalty and not jumping to Sony, so trade in your current 50mm L and we'll let you have the new one for trade in and $200. And the same with the 24 to 70 Trade in your 24 to 70 F2.8 for the new 28 to 70 F2 plus $200 and we'll ship you that new lens. That would have been really awesome for their customers and Canon would have still made plenty of money as their refurbished L-Glass sells like hotcakes on their website. Next. Okay, let me come off my soapbox and move on to the other topic I wanted to cover in this episode, which is the EOSR and the misreported info that Apple has on their website under supported cameras and their RAW files. As I mentioned earlier, I got my EOS R on Monday of this week and I was excited to take it out and shoot my full-time real estate photography job on Tuesday. I spent Monday night unboxing the, can the EOS R, going through the menu system and setting her up like my Canon 6D Mark II, which I had previously been using for this work. And I did some test shots at home Monday night and everything seemed to be hunky-dory. I decided to cover my bases, and when I went out Tuesday morning, I took the 6D Mark II along as a kind of an insurance policy in case I overlooked something or missed something or hadn't familiarized myself enough with this new mirrorless Canon camera. You know, I would have the 6D Mark II with me as backup. And for the first time, I also brought my USB-C SD card reader for my 2018 iPad Pro. I get out to shoot my first property uh, for the day. I go through my usual process of mounting the EOS R on my monopod. I have one of the monopods, the Benro ones, that has the three feet on the bottom for stabilization. And I 
add on my Canon 580 EX2 speed light with this diffuser and I proceed to shoot this entire property. I get done and as Janice is starting to drive me to my next property, I'm pulling the memory card out in the car, plugging it into my USB-C SD card reader and plugging that into the iPad Pro and importing the photos into the Photos app on the iPad so that I can review them. To my horror, all of the shots are completely out of focus. Now I'm thinking to myself, what in heck is going on here? I have set up well over a dozen Canon cameras in my years of shooting, and I've never had any issues at all. I am running through the setup from the night before as kind of a mental checklist, and I know I got the diopter set for my left eye, as I always do. I set the AF system the way I use it, single shot, single AF point, etc. And I even go back through the menu as we were pulling up to that, as we were pulling up to that uh, first house. I get out, load the SD card back as we get to the second house, or we go back to the first house, I'm sorry, and I do a test shot of the front of the exterior of the house and then import it again. And again, it's out of bloody focus. I'm like, what in God's name is going on? At this point, it's like, okay, I cannot afford to waste any more time. I can't afford to get off schedule. I've got a full day of properties to shoot. So I go ahead and I put the mount plate and the speed light on my, back on my 6D Mark II and I reshoot the entire house so I can move on and do the next house. As we're driving to the next property, I'm taking test shots from the car and everything is still blurry. I mean, just crazy, crazy out of focus. Now I'm using my faithful EF 17 to 40 millimeter f4 lens that I landscape lens the same as I always do with my 6d mark II, and I've never had any issues Frustrated I call Canon support as we were pulling up to the next house and the first thing the gentleman asks me to do Or asks me is do you have another lens to try which I didn't I generally don't carry You know multiple lenses when I'm doing my real estate. I always shoot with either just I most of the time I use just the, the Canon 17 to 40 f4 um, but the only extra lens I do frequently carry with me, and now that I think about it, I think I did have this lens in the car on Tuesday, and I forgot about it. I do sometimes also carry my Sigma 12-24 to f4 art lens, because every now and then, um, when I'm shooting these homes, I always have to shoot uh, the front of the house and the back of the house. And in some houses, depending on the neighborhood, you know, they have really short backyards. And if it's a two-story house with a backyard that's only like 20 feet, you know you're not going to get the entire house in the shot at 17 millimeters. So you need the 12 millimeter, um, and that's when I'll switch lenses and use the 12 to 24 f4. But it, even if I had it in the car Tuesday, it completely slipped my mind that I had it with me. So I told him, no, I didn't have any spare lens with me. And I, I told him, I said, look, I've always shot with the 17 to 40 L lens. It's always been a fantastic lens. Um, and it's never been an issue. So he walks me through setting the lens to manual focus, which of course, that's just the flip of a switch. That's a no brainer. Um, and he had me set the manual focus to infinity and then turn on the focus arrows in the menu. And what you can do is when you turn on these focus guide arrows, you can then adjust the manual focus. You know, I'm pointing it at the front of the house, the second house. And I'm adjusting the focus ring until the two arrows line up over top of each other above the focus box and they turn green and so does the focus box. 
And that's when you know you're in focus. Even though you're using manual mode, you can still have the focus guidance to let you know that, hey, you've got perfect focus. So I get the focus lock. I snap a test shot. Everything seems to be fine. I pull the card, import the photo of the test shot into my iPad Pro. Again, completely out of focus. And man, this is really driving me crazy. If you know anything about me in real life, I get frustrated extremely easily when something stupid like this happens. I'm sorry, it's just my, my nature. Um, so I'm going crazy at this point, but I'm trying to, you know, keep my composure as much as possible. Um, so I told him, I said, no, no good. The, the photo is still totally blurry and out of focus. And he said, okay, so let's try this. You're currently shooting in RAW format, I'm assuming. I said, yeah, I always shoot in RAW, so I get maximum detail. He said, okay, do me a favor. Set the EOS R to shoot JPEG only. So I switch it to JPEG only. I do another test shot of the front of the house, import it into my iPad, and this time the shot is tack sharp, as it should be. And at this point, the Canon support guy tells me, well, it looks like iOS doesn't properly recognize the new RAW file, the CR3 RAW file that we're using in the EOS R, which also uses a new codec. And I was like, ah, okay. Um, and I know what you're thinking. My mama didn't raise no fool. I checked Apple's website beforehand to see if the RAW files for the EOS R can be read by iOS 12, which is the latest iOS version and Mac OS Mojave, which is the latest desktop OS, and there it is. The EOS R listed as one of many Canon cameras, fully supported by both of those operating systems and the accompanying versions of the Photos app that Apple releases. Both devices, 100% compatible. Well, long story short, I shoot all of my work that day with the 6D2 so that I know I have the quality images my clients depend on, and when I get home, I upload all of my jobs so I can get paid. And then I pull the memory card from the EOS R again, and I copy the files onto my iMac. I open the raw files in Lightroom, and just like Monday night when I did test shots, the images are tack sharp. No focus issues. So next, I pull up the raw files in Apple's Photos app for Mac OS. Same thing. Images are tack sharp. Perfect focus. No issues of any kind. So next, I go to Apple's feedback URL after I talk to an Apple advisor in online chat, and I submit a feedback um, web form letting them know that although their Photos app and Mac OS does recognize and properly render the EOS R's uh, RAW files, the Photos app and iOS 12 does not. And you guys need to fix that as soon as possible. Because, you know, I personally don't think it's a good idea to advertise that you fully support this model camera on your website. And then when customers go to render the raw files on their iPad in iOS 12, meh, doesn't work. <laughs> That's definitely not a good thing. So there's some sound advice for all of my listeners out there that are shooters. Don't take anyone's word for it that their software is fully compatible of working or capable of working with your new camera, especially if the camera manufacturer is using a brand new proprietary raw file format with new codecs. Make sure you test things out first to save yourself some unnecessary stress. Now I know I could have saved myself some stress and just assumed after I imported the photos on my iPad that, oh, well, it must have been an issue with just my iPad because Monday's test shots at the house were just fine. 
Well, the other thing you got to realize, when I did the test shots at the house Monday night, I was doing them indoors, low light, of course, so I had to use a higher ISO and a wider aperture with a different lens. And I was shooting objects just in the office with me, you know, things sitting on the shelf and stuff like that. Um, so I thought, okay, maybe there's something flaky going on with the, the EF to RF adapter when I'm using an EF lens and it's, at, you know, at its maximum width or, or the transverse when I'm zoomed in all the way. Maybe that's some sort of weird issue that's going on. But no, in this case, um, Apple just misreported on their website that iOS 12's Photos app is fully compatible with the EOS R's CR3 RAW file and codec when it clearly isn't. So, lesson learned. Well, that wraps up this episode, episode six of the Liam Photography Podcast. Be sure to check me out on social media under Liam Photography or Liam Photo ATL and give me a follow and like and also check out my Liam Photography and Forgotten Pieces of Georgia YouTube channels and I'll see you again in episode seven.